Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So we got two clips from Joe Biden in Hawaii when he is there to do what we expect, I guess, out of politicians in the modern world where if there's a tragedy, they're supposed to come a moat for us. I don't understand that. But it's a thing. Yeah, I'm with you 100% on this. I, I think that is a weird and quasi-pope-like duty of the president. And I don't need a religious leader. I need an executive. Uh, so we're, we're on the same side of that one. But, you know, having said that, Biden showed up to Maui to show that he was concerned and sad and, uh, and, and just absolutely botched the job to a large degree. He was his usual semi-coherent self. He's very old. We know that. He also, and the audio on this was was very rough, so we're not going to play you the audio, but he noticed one of the cadaver-searching dogs that was trying to find the bodies that are so thoroughly burned they'll probably never be discovered. Uh, He commented on the fact that the dogs were wearing booties and said, wow, hot ground here, which is just, it's an old man with no filter, but I'm not going to pretend that was some horrific offense. Well, so the first one of these is he's... You know, surrounded by people who have had their lives just devastated, turned upside down, everything like that. Just an unspeakable tragedy. The first one. Well, and at least a thousand are dead. Yeah. And burned beyond recognition. The first one of these little stories, anecdotes, is something that has been debunked many times. We can can debunk it after you hear him tell the story. We have a little sense, Jill and I, what it's like to lose a home. Years ago, now 15 years ago, I was in Washington doing Meet the Press, 
And lightning struck at home on a little lake that's outside of our home, not on a lake, a big pond, and hit a wire and came up underneath our home into the heating ducts, the air conditioning duct. To make a long story short, I almost lost my wife, my 67 Corvette, <laughs> and my cat. Walking aside. Oh, wow. A thousand people were burned to death and will never be found. And he's talking about what has been debunked over and over again. It was a small kitchen fire. It almost burnt my Corvette, my 67 Corvette, and my cat. Well, after he said, I almost lost my wife and my 67 Corvette <laughs> and my cat. But all kidding aside, what? You went from your wife almost. Uh. First of all, it's not true. But even if it were true, uh. you can't say, I almost lost my wife and my Corvette. Ha <laughs> ha. I mean, that's just a weird way to tell that story, even if it were true, which it's not. I almost lost my wife, my 67 Corvette, (laughs) and my cat. But all kidding aside. There shouldn't be any kidding. There should be no kidding in this. That's horrible. In this setting does not call for kidding. That's horrible. Before I comment any further, let's go ahead and um, let's play. This this is the one I find. I don't even know if I can listen to it again. It made me so uncomfortable. Okay, here we go. 114 dead, hundreds of people unaccounted for. I remember when I got the call, my first wife and daughter, I was a young senator, and I got a call in Washington. I hadn't been sworn in yet. I wasn't old enough at Teddy Kennedy's office. And I got a phone call saying from my fire department, and a young first responder kind of panicked, you got to come home. There's been an accident. So what happened? He said, your wife, she, she, she's dead. Come home. Come home. The tractor trailer had broadsided her and, uh, uh, and killed her in a car accident along with my little daughter. And uh, I remember all the way down from Washington home wondering what a lot of people here are wondering. What about my two boys? How are they? They were in the car. I never got a read on that. The difference between knowing somebody's gone and worrying whether they're available to come back are two different things. Wow. Okay. So I I read something about Biden's alleged empathy a while back, and I was trying to find it and I couldn't, but it pointed out that whenever Biden is in a situation where somebody has suffered horribly, unimaginably, he will seize the mic and he will in, if I'm going to be generous in an attempt to show he knows how they're feeling, which is the last thing you should ever say. He launches into, yeah, yeah, I know you're suffering horribly, but a number of years ago, I, I, my wife and daughter went in a car accident, and they died, and then he'll go into a long spiel, which says, the sympathy should come this way. I want you to listen to my story now. You are in the you are in the raw, practically dis, you can't function part of grief, and I want you to listen to my story. And then he says essentially, I know how you feel. Which anybody 
with any emotional intelligence would tell you is is a that's a rotten and egotistical thing to say to somebody who's suffering unimaginably even if you both had the same loss at the same time in the same circumstance you don't know how they feel that's not empathy that's egotism in my opinion well, and he's so old that his telling of these stories, even if they were appropriate, is so weird. I mean, so I, so I, I got to Ted. So I got the cause in Ted Kennedy's office. Yeah, good extraneous detail. And I was too young to be sworn in, so I was, I was sitting there for a while. It was a Wednesday, and no, 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 no. That was terrible. Yeah, that was uncomfortable. I mean, there's no way. If you're in that crowd, you didn't think, what the hell? If you are at a funeral and the widow is weeping and you bend her ear with a long story about when you lost somebody, that's not empathy. Well, I think uh, to our point, uh, his... He's slipped so far. Anybody want to make a wager about whether he runs or not? You know, I will give you generous odds. I will. I will bet whatever number you find fit. Man, it's interesting Can't. that you feel that way because all your biggest time pundits say he's by far the most likely nominee. And as big as they are, according to you, when I am proved right, I will be their king. I just wonder why kidding, they think that and you think that. I mean, think what you think. It, I just, I don't know. It, I, I think it's unworkable. I think it is possible that the powers that be behind the Democratic Party. And remember, the Democratic Party is much more in control and effective than the Republican Party apparatus. The, the, the party elders are at this point. Uh, the Republicans have completely lost control of their party. It's Trump's party. Uh, but anyway, the, the party that screwed uh, Bernie multiple times and anointed Hillary and the rest of it, I believe they may have a small percentage, 20 to 40% hope, dude doesn't degenerate anymore, and we can credibly barely run him as a candidate next year. But I guarantee you it's against at least Trump. a 50-50 view uh, against Trump. Which right. is a key to the whole thing. Right. I think Trump's the only person Biden could beat, honestly, because the the middle has decided on Trump. Um, but uh, I also think the majority of their belief is that it's not going to happen. He's not going to be sharp enough, as, I, as I've said for quite some time. He's gonzo. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, how about this? So since we're on the topic. Andrew McCarthy of National Review has been saying this for a while, and he he, te- he texted it or tweeted it out yesterday or X'd it out. I don't know what you're supposed to say. It's very simple, people, and he was he was uh, for he's he endorsed Trump both times around in National Review magazine. All their pundits like endorsed candidates, or and he endorsed Trump both times to the dismay of some of his friends, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, both times. He said, very simple. Trump can't win. 65% are already already against him. That's what polls show. 65% mm-hmm. of people say, two-thirds of Americans say, they can't vote for Trump. That's before Dems, Dems launch a barrage after getting him nominated. If we finally grasp that, 
his support will collapse. If not, we lose everything, and Dems use majorities to remake the Supreme Court. Nominate if, if you want, but it's going to hurt us for years to come. He's just making the argument that Trump can't win a general election mathematically. It's not possible. Right. Do you think that's the My case? Only, uh, yes. I think that's vastly more likely than anything else. The only uh, caveat I'd throw... And I agree with Andy McCarthy for the record, but I like to kind of turn these things over and figure out if there's a flaw to my argument. The only uh, argument I can come up with against that point of view is that Biden is so weak, his turnout will be poor and the Trump loyalists will turn out to a person and maybe lack of enthusiasm plus resentment of the swamp and all, uh, uh, Trump edges them out. Yeah, You never know where things are going to be a year and a half from now, but, man, if gas prices mm-hmm. are where they are now because they've gone up so much recently, man, it doesn't take much. Trump lost by, what, 800,000 votes spread around 50 states? Um, I uh, guarantee you Democrats are terrified, though, because if, if Biden, for instance, to get back to our previous discussion, uh, he does not f- degenerate any further. Uh, between now and next June, zero chance and, of that. Well, I know it's. I'm really stretching reality here, but he he's every bit as sharp, quote unquote, in June as he is right now. Nope. Um, I know. I, I I'm having trouble <laughs> getting the words out of my it's mouth, just, and you're not helping. It's just so. <laughs> it's just. I'm just picturing what he's going to be like come November well, of next year. And with all real compassion for folks who have had loved ones. Uh, succumb to age and or dementia it's a heartbreaking decline but if by some miracle biden declines no further between now and and convention time we'll say but then as often happens he declines rapidly after because remember from the summer to november is several months then they have biden and perhaps the halfwit kamala harris they will get the worst turnout in the history of the democratic party and Trump could win in that scenario. But it will take something like that. What a weird situation, man. Yeah, I know. It's It reminds me a little bit of our discussion about abortion. My personal view is that on a practical level, Republicans must be more moderate on abortion policies, abortion bans, that sort of thing, or we will lose every single election. The Democrats will appoint the judges. They'll further loosen abortion laws, and we'll have far more abortions than we would have if we'd passed moderate policies. Right. That's a good idea. And they will teach your children all the transgender garbage in schools and critical race theory and the rest of it for the next 15 years. Are you a middle-aged adult? If you're listening to the show, you probably are. You're binge drinking and using marijuana at record levels, and I'm disappointed in you. Among other things that we can talk about. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We want you to hear it described here first so you don't hear it on the playground and get a bunch of misinformation. Did Joe Biden fall asleep meeting with survivors in Hawaii? I just watched the video. Boy, it sure looks like he fell asleep. It's possible he was praying. I mean, it was a pretty solemn little speech going on with survivors. And he's a very religious guy, and he often brings out the rosary beads and all that sort of stuff. Possibly, I mean, he was like, you know, deeply praying for people who would burn up. I mean, yeah, that's possible, but he sure looks like an old man who fell asleep. Take him a nap. Wow, we're going to post the video at armstrongandgetty.com in the next few minutes. Uh, Take a look for yourself. If indeed he did fall asleep, and it's clear. Is this the moment where the mainstream media has to recognize what is plainly true? I don't, it's it's not, I don't know that it's more egregious. Remember, he fell asleep in an interview one time, and it just got glossed over. Unless oh, you watched right. Fox or heard us talking about it, it didn't make news. And I thought, surely this is a big moment. He clearly fell asleep during an interview. So, at some point, the we have to beat Trump with Biden sentiment which is widespread in the exclusively left media will become we've got to beat trump and it can't be biden that'll be the big switch and i gotta believe it's coming yeah if he if he falls asleep during the debate against trump that'd be something oh which reminds me there's more information out about the unholy plea deal for uh hunter biden and the pressure that the Justice Department was under. The idea that Weiss is the special counsel is an obscenity against justice. It's utterly indefensible. More on that later, perhaps. 
Did you see the pictures of uh, Dodger Stadium surrounded like it was an island in the middle of the ocean yesterday? Oh, it was astonishing, yeah. That's something, huh? Hurricane Hillary. Uh, So you got the fires in Hawaii, and then the hurricane hurricane hitting California with the earthquake and everything? Yeah. It's a weird time. It's just everything. What is what is going Wrath on? Wrath of God. Quit going against God, huh? Give that a try. Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. Looking through the Twitter, there's a lot of Joe Biden falling asleep. Wake up. Mm. Thank you. But, you know, it's from the usual suspects that would... Sure. All right. Coming up, you thought you knew how wildly left academia is? Holy crap, is my summary. So this headline, middle-aged adults are binge drinking and using marijuana at record levels. We had increased our use during the pandemic and have continued it post-pandemic. Like, it's continued Mm. to increase. It's continuing to swing that direction. A new study found that nearly 30% of people that they're calling middle-aged, which is 35 to 50. So are you elderly past 50? That seems a little low. Wait a minute. What the hell? Anyway, age 35 to 50 uh, found that 30% of people in this age group reported binge drinking in 2022, continuing in a consistent upward trend in the behavior. It's gone up quite a bit since pre-pandemic levels. Marijuana group has is at historic levels. You've always got the caveat there, though, where people being honest in the past when it was illegal. I don't know. Yeah, but that's a factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, among younger adults, they're really smoking a pot, up 44%. But again, it might be a, they weren't willing to say it out loud before, whereas binge drinking is down a little bit. Hey, do what you want. I have my flaws, too. Kids, smoking pot does you no good. You enjoy it occasionally, just be careful. It's not good for your brain. What's it do to your motivation? <laughs> No good. Radical (laughs) academia? You don't know the half of it that's coming up next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. 
Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Did you ever lay on the ground and just watch birds flying around and watch how they stop and how they go and catch the wind currents and stuff? December 13, 1959, finally made my first jump. It was a long wait, but it was fun. It was worth it. And I was on the first U.S. women's team, and we won the gold. Standing under the American flag and hearing that national anthem, <laughs> it's a big deal. That's an 84-year-old who's still skydiving. She's done 700 dives and is going for 1,000. And how much sharper does she sound than the president at age 84? By the way, I've looked at the video several times, including close-ups. He's definitely asleep. My, He might oh. be praying. No, he's definitely asleep. I don't, Take him a nap. I don't agree. This is at a vigil in Hawaii. I don't agree with that he's a disgrace. Calling what they did in Georgia... You know, Jim Croy and steroids was disgraceful. Falling asleep as an old man is not disgraceful. It just means you probably shouldn't maybe be president. I don't. Yeah. But it. it but he fell asleep. Yeah, he can no longer handle the rigors of the office. That's clear. I don't find it disgraceful he, at all. I would agree with you. He ain't going skydiving. I think his whole when he's trying to express sympathy, look at me, listen to my stories, listen to me is terrible. But it's just he's an egomaniac. Anyway. Uh, the president fell asleep at and a everyone meeting knows with it. victim, and everyone knows it at a victim's meeting in Maui. Please That's go away. That's our clip of the day. Please go away. Please go away. Please, Please go, away. go away. That is a woke cultist at a controversy at a Northern California library. Talked about it in hour two of the show. Is that correct? Yeah. Hour two, if you missed it, grab the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand or just uh, subscribe. So uh, this is so interesting to me. Uh, I've quoted various parts of this paper uh, through the last couple of weeks, but um, the more I dig into it, the more interesting it becomes. You're surely aware that academia is overwhelmingly left. Well, in a paper that came out not too long ago, uh, a scientist by the name of Mitchell Langbert and colleagues analyzed voter registration data uh, on approximately 4,000 U.S. academics. That's a pretty good sampling, 4,000. As the table below indicates, the ratio of Democrats to Republicans was only 9 to 1 among men. That is uh, only in quotes. That is a bit of irony and a bit of sarcasm. Among men, it is nine to one in academia, Democrat to Republican. Among women, it was just short of 25 to one. 
An alternate way to summarize it is that while 10% of male academics are Republicans, fewer than 4% of female academics are. That is shocking. Thanks to that and another study that they cite, we also have detailed surveys from two of the most left-leaning disciplines, sociology and anthropology. Anthropology? Uh, Sociology, obvs, but anthropology. Yeah, um, and then they go into the attitudes among uh, male and female sociologists uh, from a sample of 500 who agreed and disagreed with various items. Um, compared to men, women were much more likely to say sociology should be both a scientific and moral enterprise, and sociology should analyze and transcend oppression. They were less likely to say more political conservatives would benefit, benefit our discipline and that advocacy and research should be separate for objectivity. You know, that last one troubles me the most. Advocacy and research clearly should be separate for objectivity. Otherwise, what's your act? What's your advocacy based on? Flawed data? Why? Well, because if I can flaw the data in my favor, it gives me an even stronger case. They would say if they were going to be honest about it. Um, so that's that's the the ratios of of liberals to conservatives is shocking and insane. But how liberal? And they dig into the survey, the actual questions asked. Um, uh, they And they go into sociology should be both scientific and moral, as we've said, uh, blah, blah, blah. I support Marx's dictum to change the world. Women agreed, 74 to 8. To, Openly. To, to, I, I support Marx's dictum to... Change the world. Change the world. Okay. Yeah. It's 56-20 men. But it's 74 to 8 women. Opponents of gay marriage should not be sociologists. Um, let's see. Those, those numbers are kind of weird. Huh. Uh, let's see. Where's the... Pursuing social justice is not incompatible with accurate research. 76% of the women agreed with that. And that's that's fairly uncontroversial. But... Uh, the part that uh, was really troubling was that compared to men, women were substantially more likely to say science is just one way of knowing and that postmodern theories have made important contributions. What does and that they were mean? Much l- that critical theory, queer theory, radical, you know, this, that, and the other theory are important to our field. Um. Uh, Oh, finally, there's evidence uh, supplied by Eric Kaufman in his mammoth report. He compiled data from several different surveys of graduate students and academics. He found that women were more likely to support dismissal campaigns, kicking out people who disagreed, more likely to discriminate against conservatives, and more likely to support diversity quotas for reading lists. Overall, they had significantly more left-wing views. And troublingly, uh, where is that? Um... Oh, where is it? I'm sorry, I misplaced it. Uh, women were, f- oh, compared to men, women were less pro-free speech and more pro-censorship. Within academia itself, they are more left-wing, more inclined toward activism, and less inclined toward dispassionate inquiry. In fact, where are the, uh, oh, the advocacy for uh, the suppression of free speech? I don't see those numbers, but again, women were distinctly more likely to advocate that sort of position. So 
we have academia that is wildly left, and the women of academia are the hardest core radicals, ideological radicals in America today. And I really feel for you people who are sending your kids off to school at enormous expense to be exposed to these people. If, if, you, if your kid has a female teacher professor, the chances are 25 to 1 they are going to be a progressive. And the fact that they're, I mean, if any field was 25 to 1, that's crazy. The field of teaching your children about the world, that is completely unacceptable. So I was listening to an interesting podcast yesterday. It was with a British uh, pundit. He's a professor. He was also in Parliament for a while. And he was talking about how troubling it is how United States identity politics is catching on in Great Britain. And he said, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you, you talk to uh, school kids, they're more likely to know who... Rosa Parks was and Martin Luther King than a lot of great British, you know, figures that throughout history have been, you know, the sort of person you you learn about as a, as a kid in England, um, because the whole identity politics thing has traveled there and was discussing how it it only catches on really if you if you're the kind of kid that goes off to college and doesn't work because you almost have to be able to capture a kid isolate them from the world and hang on to them for 4 years to get them to buy this stuff because if you were working you'd run into reality every single day when you went to work you'd realize nobody's using because if you're in college and you don't have a job or have never had a job you don't realize nobody's using pronouns Nobody's doing that in the workplace. It's non-existent, except for rare exceptions. Whereas if you had a job and stuff like that, you'd be learning about that at school, and you'd go to uh, to your job and realize, I don't know what they're talking about at school, but ain't nobody even discussing this stuff at Walmart or the restaurant or wherever else I'm working. James Lindsay gave a brilliant speech in Europe about this that I want to describe to you briefly after a quick word from our friends and sponsors at HelloFresh. We've been talking about them for a long time. Judy and I have subscribed to HelloFresh or whatever the term is for years and years. And I I brought these to the studio. Um, This is uh, some of the stuff we had uh, in the last week, week and a half. Pork chops in cranberry shallot sauce. That's one thing is they help you make like the best restaurant you've ever been in sauces for the meat. It's fabulous. One pan cantina shrimp fajitas we had. Creamy lemon spinach ricotta ravioli. Oh my god, was that good. We added chicken to it. And saucy pork burrito bowls. And that's just a few examples of the yummy. You get to choose from 40 recipes. When you said you brought examples, you brought the paperwork. I thought you brought the actual pork chops. I was looking forward to that. No pork chops for you. In as little as 15 minutes, you'll be enjoying a satisfying meal made in your own kitchen. Quick and easy options. Also, lots of snacks, sides, and more you can add to your order. Yeah, it's all pre-portioned. It's all measured and everything. You don't have to run around to the grocery store. It'll actually save you money, even off of grocery shopping. Try America's number one meal kit today. Get 50% off plus free shipping with the code 50ARMSTRONG at HelloFresh.com slash 50ARMSTRONG. That's the code 50ARMSTRONG. Jot it down because you'll forget. 50ARMSTRONG at HelloFresh.com slash 50ARMSTRONG. Bon appetit, my friends. You remember I mentioned an academic I know... Several months ago, I mentioned that this person was surprised that everybody's not putting pronouns in their emails, sign-offs. And I said, I don't know anybody who does that. 
Really? I thought everybody did that. I said, I thought nobody did that. (laughs) That's my experience. Nobody does it. Yeah, yeah. So you have this, uh, actually, I came across this article in the journal uh, a couple of weeks ago. I held on to it. American wokeness invades Britain's schools. It's exactly what you're talking about. And and it's a, a profile of this extremely controversial educator in Britain who has opened up the equivalent of a charter school. Um, and and they call her Britain's strictest headmistress. And, and her arguments, which I'm looking at the clock, maybe we'll save that for next segment, but... The fact that she's being portrayed as radical, saying what she's saying, gives you an idea of how far left education has gone. But I promised you the James Lindsay thing. He did a brilliant speech. Uh, it's the guy who authored Cynical Theories with Helen Pluckrose. If you know this topic, if you're into this topic, you know who James Lindsay is. But um, he gave the speech in Europe where he was talking about this is neo-Marxism. The Marxists failed in make, making it about the working class versus the bourgeoisie. Because the working class all over the world said, hey, I'm working hard. I'm getting ahead. I've got a good life. I like this. I'm up for plant manager next month. So that failed. The Marxism did not catch on the Western world. And so the Marxists kind of got back together in the middle 21st or 20th century and said, okay, how do we pit people against each other? And they decided in the German, uh, you know, uh, philosophical and intellectual salons that we've got to go with the racial minorities, the sexual minorities, women, if we can fire them up. The way we overthrow the current world order and bring on Marxism is that energy, not class energy, but race energy. And so Lindsay was talking about, look, it's super hot in the U.S., and it uh, they use these terms, and they're using these strategies. It's a virus. It will adapt itself to Britain. Do not think you're immune to this. It, they will go hard at the uh, colonizing. What's that? Decolonizing. Obviously, in Britain, that's going to be their strategy. They're going to call everything you do, every vestige of British tradition, culture, and society, they're going to call it part of the colonizing evil. And 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 he explained, as he often does, critical race theory, you call what you want to control racist until you control it, till everybody's so afraid of you, you take control of it. In Britain, they're going to call everything colonialist until people give them control of it. Then they get control of it, obviously. That's the strategy. Hmm. And it is invading Britain. Uh, it, once you understand how it works, it's like, I see what you're doing. And it's easy to recognize. But, man, this is the truth just putting on its shoes while the lie has made it into every American classroom. Which is why I'm so fired up about this. This is the great ideological battle of our lifetimes. The president fell asleep yesterday in Hawaii at a memorial. A couple of things you ought to know about that. That is going to be a big story, I think, on the right side of the aisle, if you're following any uh, news or Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. And I've got to tell you, this British academic, her hateful, racist philosophy that so many are against on the left in Britain, you'll be shocked. Plenty on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A couple of things you should know about Joe Biden falling asleep in Hawaii, which did happen. So stay tuned. Wow. Wow. Not like at his hotel, but in a meeting with <laughs> right. survivors. Right. Yeah. Take Talk him on the map. 
British academic American wokeness is invading Britain's schools. And this woman who's very controversial, I mean, she uh, when she opened her school, there were union picketers outside, uh, activists like critical theory people saying this woman's a racist and cruel. And, and here's what she believes. She places the emphasis on discipline. She said, children need lots of discipline. And when I see, say discipline, I don't mean they need to be able to sit in a chair or be punished. They need to be able to work hard, both in the classroom and outside, to engage with learning and really want to listen to the teacher, to be interested in the subject matter, to be able to strategize for their lives and have goals. They need to understand how their behavior now will affect their futures and the kinds of people that they will be. And she believes that a discipline of mind of attitude, ignoring this is one of the ways we let our children down, all children, but it especially hurts the disadvantage. People don't like it when I talk about this personal responsibility and a sense of duty toward others. So um, she believes that the idea that a child has agency and can choose between right and wrong is quite contentious. The view is that, and it's gaining ground in schools, thanks a lot, America, is that children, quote, cannot help the way they behave because they are poor or they are black or their father isn't in the home. But apart from, quote, some very exceptional situations, she says, the vast majority of children can engage with lessons and behave themselves. Quote, if we allow them not to because of some idea that they're not able to do it, that they don't have the agency to decide to do so, or that something is preventing them from exercising that agency, then I think we're letting them down. In other words, she's like every success story you've ever seen on 60 Minutes where some tough-talking, demanding principal takes over a Harlem school. It's usually a black man or woman, demands a lot from the kids, expects a lot from the kids, and the kids delight in reaching their expectations. How many times do we have to see this played out before the radical leftists who say, no, the opposite? You're you're a racist. This is white guilt. You, You can't demand anything of kids. Those people, God, they're child abusers. Yeah, that reminds me. I didn't get to this story yet. It was in my headlines this morning when I woke up. It's a Washington Post story, I think. A school district ended academic tracking, in quotes. It's a leader in the quest for racial equity and a cautionary tale. And I have a feeling I know what the story is. That when they stopped tracking academic achievement... They did end up with equity. But was everybody failing? Yes. Sure. Shared misery, as uh, Churchill put it. Yeah. So if yeah, you the want- whole we're eliminating grades, we're eliminating homework, achievement tests in the name of equity. That's serving the kids? Wow. Decide for yourself, did Joe Biden fall asleep? He did. At a memorial service there in Hawaii, I looked at a couple of videos from different angles, including a close-up. Earlier, I said he may have been praying because that's he's a very religious guy, and he does that a lot, but he's clearly asleep. Now, I also don't think it's uh, uh, deplorable or anything like that. I, I don't think he... I don't think he fell asleep because he didn't care. He fell asleep because he's a really, really old man who's physically and mentally not fit to be president, which majorities of Democrats agree with. So that's that's what happened there. What he said. The conversation is whether or not he should, you know, be elected again or be even be president now. But a couple of things you hadn't considered, maybe, is that with the time zone being six hours earlier 
than what his body is accustomed to. Some of the stuff he was doing in Hawaii was in the middle of the night for him, which is tough if you're 30, let alone if you're an old 80. Mm-hmm. Yep. Joe, pay attention. <laughs> thank, thank you for the, the audio look at what that must have been like. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, and, and I still maintain the Democratic Party is watching this day-to-day, hour-to-hour, trying to figure out if the old man is viable. I think they've already decided he's not, but, we'll, you know, we'll all watch this unfold together. Yeah, corporate media, mainstream media will not cover this, but behind closed doors, the Democratic powerful are looking at that video and having the same conversations they're having on Fox about him falling asleep. If you miss an hour of the show, make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.